on this episode of Geek Out Loud, we are awaiting anxiously the trailer, the new trailer for Star Wars Rogue One. So we're going to watch some Olympics, talk about some stuff, and when that trailer hits, we're going to geek out loud. everyone and welcome to geek out loud your safe place to geek out on the internet i'm talking a little faster than normal because i don't know if i should be talking fast or not i'm, I'm seeing peach dragon right now and uh i don't know if uh if, if we're going to end up getting the uh the good old rogue one trailer on an nbc stream or if it's going to be hitting the uh interwebs as soon as they show it live i have no idea but i do know this that my name is Steve Glosson, so glad to be along with you and with me to get things started off on this episode is the man who I call uh, my brother from another mother, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from up north, <laughs> Eric Chernovice. Hey man, I call you my brother from another mother. We, we are indeed brothers from another mother's. From, we are from our others, mothers. From others' mothers. <laughs> yes. Oh, my mom hey, loves me. I just, I just want to let you know that uh, all I hear is your voice. Oh wow! Not that's... hearing any like music or anything like that. So you know, I've had other I'm issues hoping, like that. I'm hoping all is well on your end. I know you're running like 15 different things on your computer right now. Yeah, everything. You sound great right now. You sound fine. Okay. Um, it's just I don't know. I've had other people before. I've been on other on the other side of that where. People have tried to play music and I couldn't hear it. I've never had a problem with music being heard, though. I hear music and there's no one there. Hmm, that's strange. Well, I don't, I don't hear music and there's someone there. So, welcome, welcome. Hey, man. Well, we're all here tonight anxiously waiting for Rogue One to win a gold medal. Yeah. Um, I've, you just mentioned that you just saw Peach Dragon. Mm-hmm. I just got uh, Magnificent Seven. And oh, wow. before that, the new Bridget Jones movie. Okay. So we're we're kind of in that that I've been noticing the last few days that the nine to ten block is when they are hitting all the movie trailers. Yeah. So I'm assuming think, I'm assuming maybe after this next race they have with the swimming it's going to go down. Yeah, or they might they might if they're really creative and they want to maximize the number of people watching, they're going to pop it in between the two Michael Phelps races because he's got two races tonight within a half hour of each other. Yeah, but I mean, he hasn't. Has he not raced yet in this in this heat, in this leg? I don't know what you call it. Uh, the first race is for a medal, and the second race is a preliminary. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, you're you're really. I mean, you got to be good if that's where they're putting it. Right. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't understand the Olympics, to be honest with you. Um, there's a lot of a lot of heats and a lot of semis and finals and semifinals. I was saying that I do appreciate the fact that swimmers have apparently left the trend of the uh, the very tiny brief type 
trunks. Oh, yeah. It's all about these, like, crazy bicycles. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like and it. And cupping. Yeah. Mm. A lot of them are into cupping. Oh, okay. Um, that's... Uh, mm, okay. Um, that's the thing where it's like that that medical thing where they heat up, like, a, like a glass vial and, like, attach it to you. Mm-hmm. And what it, it pulls the skin from the muscle and helps the muscles heal faster. Okay, all right. But it leaves, but it leaves these big giant red rings ah, on them, and okay. then they bruise and turn like purple and blue. That's weird. That can't and be safe. Uh, actually, there a lot of athletes are doing, it, and it's the trainers who are applying it to hmm. them. Um, well, when you but, said when but you they said, look hideous afterwards, Michael Phelps has got like eight of these big round right. bruises on his shoulders and back. Well, when you said cupping, oh, I, I know what you were thinking. Well, no, this I, is a family show, right? But theme. all these all these judges would walk up behind these swimmers as they got onto the to the thing to jump off, and all I could imagine was just some of them just reaching up and you know copping a feel. Steve, this yeah. is a family show. I know. I'm just saying. All right, here we go. Look, I, there's one thing I want to do. I want to <laughs> run by you before we get into things. Last time we were together for Pass the Corn, one of the movies we were talking about that came out in August is um, uh, Nine Lives. Yes. With that, you were. I mean, like you were quick to call it an abomination, and and you went on a little mini rant about you know great actors and great directors doing this stuff and uh and you said i want to know the one person that sees it so we oh, got a, I, yeah i got an email from Dwayne, and Dwayne says pass the corn it was me i saw it greeting Stephen Arish. yes it was i who viewed nine lives unashamedly with my daughter and loved every minute of it i laughed i cried he, he tweeted it us moved tonight me bob too, i think that's it. a different i think it's a different tweeter oh, okay. from the emailer yeah i saw that tweet just before we went live this is Dwayne Johnson, not to be confused with Dwayne the, the Rock. Rock. No, no, the no. The Rock sent you an email. No, no, the different. Did no, I'm he sorry. Did the smack it down I'm, on nine lives? I'm sorry, I bumped away from the email to check the Twitter. It was Dwayne Justice that sent this in. Okay. Dwayne Justice, which is a cooler name, Dwayne the Rock Justice? Come on. That's cool. come on. Anyhow, this is Dwayne. He Still says living in a little D Justice. That's right. He says the, the person on Twitter was Bo Cadell. So there's been two. There's been two. But Dwayne says, I laughed, I cried, it moved me, Bob. As a very hectic and money-thin summer drew to a close, I only had one weekend summer vacation left with my 10-year-old daughter who lives two hours away. She's the most tender-hearted and loving child I've ever known, not just because she's my daughter. So it was daddy-daughter date night. I picked her up after work and took her out, like I'm teaching her a gentleman should. On the way to the theater, we discussed the summertime we've had together and the beginning of the new school year. As for the movie, it wasn't Oscar material. But it was a movie about the value of family, which is very important to our blended family. Kevin Spacey was great as always. I would watch him paint a fence, as was Christopher Walken and Jennifer Garner. The young lady playing her daughter could very well have been her daughter in real life. She looks and acts exactly like Jennifer Garner in the heart of the movie. Um, or uh, She looks and acts exactly like Jennifer Garner. Dwayne, I appreciate the email, and it's very heartwarming, but you got to work on punctuation. The heart of the movie is the father is so consumed with work that he has totally forgotten his family anniversaries, birthdays, everything. The daughter asks for a cat, and Kevin Spacey hates cats, but is messed up so badly he goes to buy her one, ending up at a shady cat store run by Christopher Walken. So you want a cat. An incident after the cat purchase, but before he makes it home, leaves his soul in the body of the cat while his own body is comatose and running out of time, and hilarity ensues as he figures out how to save his family while still being a cat. Uh... 
the love and desiring of the little girl father's affection, the pain, the hurt the father has for messing up, and the mother trying to have a functioning family as she deals with a new pet, which isn't the best cat, a broken-hearted daughter and son trying to rescue the company, and a drunk first wife who is trying to, quote, help. Uh, my daughter's favorite line is Kevin Spacey is the cat when he finds out his first wife's coming over. Great, Satan is coming for dinner. It was emotional and funny as I had my daughter's head on my shoulder and laughed at a cat on screen and felt love for one, for another life more than my own. Love the Geek Out Network and all you guys do. Keep up the great output, and that's Dwayne. So Dwayne saw it and loved it with his daughter. Well, and Bo, I guess, liked it too with his daughter. And, you know, bless them both for taking their daughters to it, but I just... Maybe we, I don't maybe have, we I don't should have a go daughter see to take to this, so I get to rant and <laughs> and in response to Kevin Spacey and Christopher Walken and Barry Sonnenfeld, all I have to say is a wizard should know better. Well, maybe they made a great movie that's hiding disguised as crap. No, I think I think we should. I go just see think it. that these guys, you know, look, it, it's hard not to like something when you're with your daughter. Yeah. So, and, it, you know, it's the experience of seeing it, but yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, and I'm not going to think that that was a good movie. <laughs> Congratulations to Ryan Murphy, gold medalist in the Some Kind of Swim. Uh, All right. It's 9.32. Are we going to get it here? We should. I'm still it's, looking at an interview between Ryan Murphy and the... Uh, yeah, there. Michael Phelps is, like, warming up in the pool. I don't see anybody. I'm looking at an interview right now. No. With a guy who just won. I wonder if I can go further ahead. Where? Let me click live. See what happens if I click live. Nothing. Nothing happens because according right. to this, Going I am to live. the commercial. All right. Mm, nothing yet. Nothing yet. So I saw Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, how was that? I'm with you, man. I don't. After seeing the movie and thinking back on those critics' reviews, some of the ones that I was reading during the pod, I don't know what movie those critics saw. I don't. I. I mean, I think I've seen some articles where I know John Ostrander, you know, and he said he has a vested interest in the movie doing well, but you know, he said that he thinks it may just be blockbuster fatigue by the critics and everything. But I also look at how well Civil War did, you know, as far as the critics were concerned. And I just I think the critics, because so much nowadays is about online media as opposed to print media. Right. That, you know, if you write a scathing review that's funny to read and stuff, you're going to get more hits. I think mm. that they're just honestly, I think some of these critics are just selling out and trying to get people to read their reviews so they're going over the top with the stuff that they're writing. So you don't think, you don't, I mean, you're not calling conspiracy theory. You're calling just wanting the hits, wanting the attention, yeah. so they're trying to yell the loudest. There, yeah. Some of these some of these critics are giving into that. We don't... Because they're trying to one-up each other. Yeah. You know, if this, if this guy writes, oh, wow, did you see that guy's negative review? Well, I got to one-up him because right. I want people reading mine instead. Okay. Uh, I think that, you know, there's a few, there's a handful of critics out there that are still, you know, worthy of the ink that they're putting on the paper or mm -hmm. the keys that they're typing. But I just think that so many of them these days, it's, it's, and, and it's, you know, it's not them. It's the, the media companies that, that are hiring them and right. stuff. You know, you get, you get paid by the number of clicks. Um, 
and I think it's just it's all that. It's all about sensationalism. It's yeah. all about getting people people to follow you on social media and how high up on the Rotten Tomato meter does your review snippet run and stuff like that. So, well, I mean, I, I can tell you this that um, that positivity doesn't quite attract the people that a bunch of negative sniping does. You know, it, yeah. it, it's a harder thing to build something. But what I also found is is that when you're fair, when you're honest and, and you're and you try to sound intelligent in, in your criticisms and, and you and you really desire to like stuff, that the people that follow you end up sticking with you. So yep. I mean the greatest podcast listening audience in the world. In the universe. Nay, the the multiverse. Um <laughs> the goaliverse. So but now you did say and you made an interesting point to me that the whole deal with the Enchantress and her plan and all the the floaty trash stuff, you know, we'd seen that before. That that it's yeah. Well, it's, I mean, how spoiler spoiler warning spoiler spoiler warning alert for spoiler. yeah spoiler alert for Suicide Squad yeah, gang. I, I, I not heavy not heavy spoilers. Out. Huh? No, we don't have to do heavy spoilers, but you know. Yeah, no, I'll try and be as spoiler free as I can. Um, I hated the Enchantress plot. It was really. It, it, it started off interesting. The whole her whole origin and the doctor and the witch and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like the looks of the witch and I, I like the way that Amanda Waller was controlling her and everything. But then once like once it was clear that she was the villain of the movie and like her plot, and I'm sorry, even calling it a plot is an insult to the word <laughs> plot. Wow. And you were um, just talking. <laughs> um, it was just like, uh, Oh, if, I was just, I was flat out angry at it. I'm like, really? really? Am I going to, they got so lazy with it. Mm -hmm. Just absolute lazy that they just stopped trying to, they stopped trying to explain things. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to do that. But they never explained what this really was yeah, or you know how what? it was doing that. I will say this, that it was kind of strange when she's like, I know how to build a machine. And I'm like, well, what does this machine actually do? Because it never looked like a machine. No, we never saw the machine. But at one point she's like, my machine is done. And yeah. then it just starts destroying things. But we never even saw the machine. They kept it covered with like stupid spinny cloud special effects. Well, my, my thing is, is, I didn't realize there was, I never really realized there was a machine in there. It just looked like she had some magic lightning shooting up into space. Yeah, with, no, that was with, the machine that she built was in there. Okay. So, so I mean, the, the Entrantress plot and everything, like, uh, just garbage. But, but now, let me ask I you this. Is it fair to say, is it fair to say that that what they wanted was the focus on the actual Task Force X? And so it didn't matter the threat they were fighting as long as it seemed big and they just had but to go after it. But that's lazy. Like, why you can still have the focus on Task Force X and have a, a substantial villain for them to fight. Yeah. Were you disappointed that it wasn't the Joker? I, no. I thought, well, no. I thought that the Joker, I've heard reports, and I mean, there's even some idiot who's suing because the Joker wasn't in the movie as much as he wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. I thought we had the right amount of Joker. I agree. I agree. I do, however, think that it would have been interesting had the Joker been the main villain, because then you set up a big dilemma for Harley Quinn. Right. right. And that would have been really, and they, they played around with that a little bit mm -hmm. in the movie. But had he been the main villain, 
I think that that would have been a really interesting character building thing with her. Yeah. Um, I, but I, again, I just I thought the Joker, especially the way Jared Leto played him, mm-hmm. I think if we had had more Joker, it it would have pushed too much. Mm-hmm. He was so over the top with the character that it would have. I think he would have started to grate on us a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I. I, uh, I I maintain that I felt like he was too too much Scarface, not enough Joker, uh, and but I also maintain that he is a presence throughout, mm-hmm. like because because of the communication with Harley that continues to go on, you know, your his his plot is kind of the B plot of trying to get back to her, and then right. and then the moment when everything seems to go to fall apart, um, you know, and you think he's out of it, you know, it's a great way to kind of cap off the movie at the end. So, well, and I thought that they smartly used the flashbacks with Harley and Mr. J to yes. build her character. Too. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but to me, the heart of the movie and what in the end, I really, really found myself enjoying was the suicide squad themselves and how they, how, they bonded with each other throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And the smart thing that the filmmakers did in this is, you know, they didn't pull any punches. The, Su- the Suicide Squad are all bad, horrible, despicable people. Right. There's no doubt about that. You know, they're murderers and killers and just bad people that should be locked up and never seen again. But they made them likable to us because we empathized with them. Mm-hmm. We empathized with them because... They made Amanda Waller an even more despicable character. Yeah, yep. And so through her and her treatment of them, you began to feel for them. Mm -hmm. And as the movie progressed and we're feeling more and more for them, that's when they started building the character moments amongst them and started bonding them. And that's what I really enjoyed was these characters bonding together and and it climaxes and sort it, of coming out through it. Yeah, and that bonding climaxes in the bar, in the bar yes. scene, which I yes. thought was amazing. Fantastic I, I, it was, scene. It was, it was a great piece of movie where you've got these people just sitting around talking, you know, and that's something you don't get a lot in a superhero movie. You know, if they're sitting around talking, they're usually talking about their plans over take. This was, this was clerk style sitting around talking. You know, telling our story, and this is what happened, and there's little jokes thrown in here and there, and then, you know, and you've been watching this Diablo cat the whole time. Yeah, but it's also, like, heavy character development, especially for Diablo, because it sets up his whole final arc, Yeah, which was great. Diablo wound up being one of my favorite characters in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He, I, that that was the thing, is like the, it it was kind of a swerve, too, because the whole time, you're thinking it's accident, it's accident, it's accident, but then you realize no, there's something completely messed up inside of him. Mm-hmm. That you know, that it goes beyond just I may I couldn't control my powers. That you know that that he does have this real deep darkness inside of him. And um, and dude, when Flag walks in and hands Deadshot the stack of letters, yeah, I mean it it ripped my heart out. You know, for a villain, and I'm not someone who digs on villains that much. You know, I'm I'm very much show us the heroes, show us the heroes, and um, but uh, it I I just thought I really did think the movie was better than what most critics that I read oh, after made sure. it out to be. Yeah, 
for sure. I mean, it's not perfect, and it's still, it's still. Look, it's the it's the best of the three DCU movies we've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but all three of those lag behind the Marvel movies yeah. that we've gotten. Now, um, but I, the other thing about Suicide Squad is, in terms of building and servicing the DCU movies, mm-hmm. it did a far superior job than Batman versus Superman did. Right, I agree. I agree a hundred percent on that. I also think that, um, I yeah, I was talking to uh, Chad Reed the other day, and we were talking about some stuff, and just talking about how impressed we were with the with the Justice League footage they showed from Comic Con. You know, they released, mm-hmm. they put out there, and and not only that, but also um, the Wonder Woman trailer, and just how, you know, my my butt's going to be in a seat for Doctor Strange, but. You know, there's definitely a, a mind. I've had to shift the way I've thought about that movie based on the trailers and everything. You well, know? you know, in fairness, I was saying the exact same thing about Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, none of the Ant Man trailers did anything for me. I was just kind of like, yeah, this might be the first Marvel movie that I don't like. And then I went and saw Ant Man and was like, holy shnikes, that was a really yeah. fun movie. Right, right. And I'm hoping and so, that so that's what I'm hoping for with Doctor Strange because yeah. the two trailers we've had so far didn't really do anything. Agreed, agreed. But you know, it's like, oh wait a minute, this is Inception with Marvel characters right. in it. But it also causes you to kind of, I mean, it causes me to kind of think. I remember collecting comics back in the day, you know, and there'd be a three or four year stretch where comic book wise, Marvel could do no wrong. Yeah, and and you didn't, and it didn't matter. Uh, you know, which you were a bigger fan of, you had to admit, well, Marvel's doing it right. And then the Clone Saga comes along. Meanwhile, the new Grant Morrison JLA comes along over on the DC kind of thing. And you're like, and the pendulum would just, it seemed to be a sudden shift. Yeah. The way that suddenly DC would be kicking on all cylinders, you know, and Marvel books would be catching up. And, and I'm wondering if the movies are going to end up kind of doing the same thing. You know, you're dealing uh, with a lot more money. You're dealing with a lot more... um you know, it's a different type of creation and creativity, but still, I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't see that coming. Yeah. Not with, not with Guardians of the Galaxy two next year, not with Black Panther. I mean, just look at that cast in the mm-hmm. Black Panther right. movie, freaking amazing, and Ryan Coogler directing it yeah. off of his brilliant Creed movie, mm-hmm. and just how amazing Black Panther was in the Captain America movie. Yes, agreed. I think that's going to be a tremendous movie. Me and too. then we go into the next two Avengers movies, you know, with the whole potential of the Infinity War and right. stuff. I right. think that, I think Marvel's just set themselves up for that, and we haven't even talked, you know, that's, you know, Thor Ragnarok you talking you know, about this, the the buddy cop movie in space? Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> Thor and the Hulk together in yes, space could yes. be freaking amazing. Listen, I'm already I'm looking forward to it in a big bad way. I'm looking forward to Ragnarok. And, and, and the other thing I love about Ragnarok is the guy who directed that is the guy who directed uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And I don't know if you've seen that, but of it's just not. hysterical. Oh, it's a funny movie. Yeah, it's um. It's it's basically like uh, a reality documentary about vampires mm-hmm. in uh, in New Zealand. Oh wow! Um, and it's got Jermaine Clement in it from Flight of the Concords. I mean, there's really no stars in this, 
but it's you know a camera crew following these four vampires around who live in a house together <laughs> and they're all like complete misfits and it's called what um, we do in the dark it's called what we do in the shadows what we do in the shadows yeah and they're they're working on the sequel right now that's about at one point in the movie they come across a pack of werewolves um just out like you know walking around the streets at night and they kind of have like a, a little like kind of like thing and insult each other and everything and at one point one of the werewolves like one of them swears and the leader hey we're werewolves not swearwolves oh um, nice and it's like that kind of humor so the the werewolf movie is called we're wolves oh it, so it's a it's a whole separate thing yeah, it's going to be there. That's what they're working on now. Is like the sequel about the werewolf. Oh, okay. Group. So it is. It's the same universe and everything. That's cool. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but like the vampires, they they try to get into a nightclub and they can't go into the nightclub unless the bouncer invites them in. So they just stand at the door, like trying to get him to invite them in, and he won't invite them in, so they can't mm-hmm. go into the nightclub. And it's like that kind of humor. Nice. Um, and it's just really smartly done. Um, and so the guy who directed that and is actually one of the vampires in the movie, he is the one who's directing the Thor Ragnarok. One thing we so, ha- one thing we haven't really talked about is is the logo, the new logo for Thor Ragnarok they unveiled. Pretty Comic-Con. cool looking. <laughs> it, it reminds me. Of, I can't put my finger on the video game that it reminds me of. But it reminds but me it, of a video it game. It looks like it came out of like an '80s like Activision game, right? Exactly. Like that. And I can't put my finger on the one that it that it definitely reminds me of, but it it, it has that feel to it. So yeah, I'm really interested. I, you know, and based on some of the stuff they said that they did show, you know, as far as the the concept art and a little bit of stuff here and there, you know, some previous stuff, uh, right down to Surtur in full flames, you know, and kind of just towering over the Hulk is just I I am really looking forward to um, Ragnarok. I, I just I don't see how did, it can't be good. Did you read about the video that they showed at the San Diego Comic Con panel? And the video is not online, but there was a description of it online. What Thor was doing during Civil yeah, War? What yeah, what Thor was doing during <laughs> Civil War. Like, and, and, you know, that's what I'm talking about. This guy who did what we do in the shadows, like, that's the kind of humor that he's bringing to, oh, to nice. Marvel now. Nice. And if, if we see something, just reading it made me laugh. And so if we see that translated into the movie and it's, you know, Thor and the Hulk, and we're going to see that gladiator mm-hmm. Hulk from World War Hulk. And right. they had his armor in the Marvel booth at San Diego. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, you know, really excited about that. Maybe we'll get uh, what Beta Ray Bill. Is that his name? That's his name. The, the weird horse looking Thor dude. That's Maybe right. We'll get him in the movie. I'd be fine with that. So I'm just I'm excited about it. I think and, and look, we haven't even talked about Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I mean, Marvel's just or the new Spider-Man movie sounds like it's going to be really good. Like they're just hitting like all the right beats right well, now. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about an embarrassment of riches uh, next yeah. year. Um, when you talk about November this year, starting starting really in November, you've got the the Doctor Strange. And and this is just straight up some geek stuff that's kind of off the top of my head. I'm trying to find it as I'm talking here. 
But you got November, you got Doctor Strange. Then in December, we've got Rogue One, which we're still waiting for the trailer right now. Then, right. Um, then you swing back around into next year. And, well, um, well hold, hold up real quick. I mean, we're talking geek stuff. You, you skipped over the new Harry Potter movie, too. Well, that's true. That's true. When, is that, when does that come out? That's Thanksgiving, I think. Oh, really? That's in November as well? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the you know the magical creatures one. I mean, it's not Harry Potter, but you right. Know, it's but it's that, it's that universe. I didn't realize that was November. Up. I thought that was next spring. But you've got yeah, it's either November or early December. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's November. I think that's the big Thanksgiving. Well, so there, so there's your one, two, three geek punch right there, right? But then, yep. then you you swing into next year, and in May you start things off with Guardians two. And then in June, it's Wonder Woman. In July, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Then you get into uh, November, and you've got Justice League, Thor Ragnarok, and then in December, Episode 8. That is a, that yeah. is, that is a year of... I mean, that's, that's enough tent poles to you know, start a circus. Baby, you missed a huge one, though. What did I miss? And I'm pretty sure it's going to be April... Fast eight, baby. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. Fast I didn't mean to miss freaking eight. <laughs> I didn't mean to miss your miss your Fast and Furious stuff. So it's not mine. It's the world's oh, Fast okay. and Furious. Oh, okay. Stuff. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know if you follow The Rock on the Instagrams, but he's been posting stuff from mm-hmm. the movie, and his character is in prison in this movie, and he's claiming that they have the the greatest prison riot breakout scene ever filmed. Wow. And it, the, like the behind the scenes clips that he's put up are just amazing. You're going to have a like long him, him fighting like 50 guys. Wow. They're going to have a long way to go to beat that, that prison riot breakout scene in guardians or the prison, uh, riot scene in daredevil season two. Yes. Oh my gosh. With the punisher. Yes. Oh, now you're making me want to go yeah. watch Daredevil season two again. So um, I've got some weird trailer playing right now with Justine Bateman. It looks like Justine Bateman. Yeah, she looked to be like, playing Justine Bateman, as in like Family Ties. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Where has she been for like the last seventy-five years? The girl on the train. Um, I have no idea. Oh, girl on the train. That's uh based on a uh, mega number one New York Times best-selling novel. Oh. There's a, and there's our literature man coming out. Yeah. Letting us know about the literature. Um, All right. So we're at 953. We're at 953. Still no, this has got to be... Still a- no Rogue One, but the, the first of the Michael Phelps races is coming up. Uh, it's it's going to be between the two Phelps races. Uh, depending on when that Phelps race starts, I'm imagining maybe top of the hour Rogue One trailer. I think it's going to be yeah, like five ten minutes. Yeah, after the hour maybe. Yeah, could they're, be coming they're up. Definitely. Uh, oh, now it's an interview with Michael. So. Oh. I think I think his race is going to be at top of the hour. Uh, this is getting so. ridiculous. I mean, what more does he have to say? He's been around for like thirty years. Yeah. I'm good looking. I swim good. And I got a baby, and we put noise-canceling headphones on his head so that he doesn't get frightened during my races. And my game face is pretty scary. 
Dude, he's he busting out the Anakin game face. That's right. <laughs> that was amazing. I I was watching that live the other night. It just the two commentators were like, "This is some of the best stuff we have ever seen." Like they didn't want to go to the other race because they just wanted to stay in the ready room and watch those two and just see how long he could just sit there with that stare on his face. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back because his his specialty race. He lost to the guy at the London Olympics, and then the guy basically has spent four years talking trash. Oh, really? Was that the guy that was kind of just that like was bouncing the guy around? That was like shadow boxing in front of him. Oh, and stuff. wow! So you're talking four years of, you know, I want my my place back on top, and then this clown is dancing right in front of him. Yes. So Dest- that was just amazing. Destroy him, Michael Phelps. Destroy him. <laughs> yeah. So. And then I loved, I loved all like the memes and stuff that showed up the next day. Hashtag Phelps face. Yeah. Well, I did. You mentioned the Anakin one. There was one that said that feeling when you've slaughtered a bunch of innocent children. <laughs> yeah. He definitely had that look on his face. I yeah. was telling you about all the cups bruises on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a meme tonight that uh, somebody took the idiot that climbed up the Trump Tower yesterday with the suction yeah. cup yeah. things. And they photoshopped him onto Michael Phelps's back. No. <laughs> the photos with the suction cup thing. Now, did you get over to the Trump Tower to watch that guy? No. Oh. No. I saw a man jump out of a plane with no parachute and hit a net. So I saw that too. That's amazing. Is he a yeah. real life superhero? No. All he's right. a real life idiot. <laughs> I see we're going into a commercial break here again. Yeah, I got pop warner football and dogs and migrant farmers oh it's a Mm. subway commercial of course it is Mm. (laughs) why do you say of course it is (laughs) i don't know just because none of that stuff made sense together i guess unless it's a subway commercial just like because your kid's hungry after pop warner and wants a fast sandwich so you take them to subway Mm -hmm. i don't like subway I don't like Subway either. I feel like it's just a snack. Anytime what, sandwich is not bi- is not big enough. Well, no, it's the fact that it's just a sandwich. I don't. I, sometimes the sand. I I had just the sandwich for dinner tonight. Sometimes the sandwich can be a glorious thing. Mm, I don't like a I don't like a cold sandwich. I, I, I don't mean, like Subway because their chicken patties look like flip flops. They sure do. They're they sure weird. do. Yeah, there's some weird looking chicken patties. So and plus, whenever I go to a subway, like especially the one by our office, there's always some clown who squeezes his way in front of me, and it just annoys me. I don't like people who squeezel. What do you say, hey buddy? Sometimes do you give him a hey buddy. Sometimes that's a New York thing, isn't it? Hey buddy. Hey buddy. Hey bro. Hey pal. Pal, buddy. Hey friend. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Nowadays, I just like ah. Elisa Leah says this. Um, says uh, Christopher Reeve Superman would have met that kid uh, at one point when he was climbing up with those suction cups. Yeah, I did. I did think just about that. Stood there in yeah. front of him. Yeah. Elevator broken. That was his line yeah. to the guy. I miss Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. Don't we all? Don't we all? I like him. I like Cavill Superman. If I guess, if we get to spend some time with him, in one of these and if we get up. if he yeah. If he gets a story where everybody doesn't hate him. Right, exactly. 
Exactly. Well, apparently they all love him now since he died. Yeah. You know. Yes, to die. It's that old Cinderella song. Don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> nice. Right. Nice. <laughs> Dropping the Cinderella. Of course. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> um, it has been like a half an hour since there's yeah. actually been a competition on right. the Olympics. Well, tonight. that's how they do things, man. And look at him going back to the darn ready room, just wanting to see. They're wanting to see that face again. And he knows it. That's why he's not going to give it to him. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't. The guy who's his rival here is his, like one of his best friends. So. Yeah. Yeah, but you Blue know. Blue hair. Oh, is that guy? Got, is that is that his real the, hair? The, guy, the it, guy on the right. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lochte, mm-hmm. like he's got. He showed up today with like blue hair. Why? I don't know. Is it the chlorine in the pool? I bet it is. It might be. It's that Brazilian chlorine. It, it might be. Yeah. Tomorrow it'll be green from all the yeah. algae. So, um, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Let me let me peruse the emails here while we wait, Irish, because I know we've got several. That uh, that we haven't gotten to. Um, oh, I got I got a big shout out I got to give because I did receive in the mail yesterday, Jen Urso, as nice. she was presented at uh, San Diego Comic Con, um, in the special packaging and everything, and outside of the color, it really matches the way they did the uh, the the stormtrooper last year and it's got mm-hmm. like a it's got like, the little book and a little book stuff. with the artwork and stuff and how they kind of developed the figure and all and uh really cool looking figure really cool looking packaging and um i will i will read what it says of her on the side erish well first who do you shout oh i'm sorry to? yeah john phillips from up in brick new jersey brick. Uh, yeah that's where one of my co-workers is from well there you go is he john phillips He's not John Phillips. All right. But I, I love Brick. Well, John Phillips is is from there and uh, and sent this out with just the request that I uh, that I give him a shout out on the show. So, John Phillips, thank you so much. This is what the box says: a highly skilled soldier. This is about Jen Urso in the Rebel Alliance. Uh, well, just just real quick, the Brick Branch, New Jersey Library. Yeah. One of the librarians there, Michelle, huge huge Star Wars fan. Every July, she does. Uh, Three or four Thursday nights in July, she does a Star Wars camp. She goes, I see her at every celebration. Oh, wow. So, big Star Wars crowd nice. in Brick, New Up Jersey. Up in Brick. Well, that's cool. Back to the reading. A highly skilled soldier in the Rebel Alliance, Sergeant Jen Urso, is an impetuous, defiant warrior eager to bring the battle to the Empire. Jen has little patience for debate with an Alliance high command, Enough so that she takes matters into her own hands. This is a rebellion. Nice. She rebels. So thank you so I, much, John Phillips. And uh, thanks to Brick, New Jersey for being a safe haven for Star Wars fans everywhere. Michelle at the at the Brick Branch Library. Congrat. I've only said congratulations, and I don't know why, Irish. So one of the things she should be good. good, good. She should be congratulated. She does a wonderful job there. Um, also, really quickly, um, he also sent me a CD with John Eddy music on it. Are you familiar with John Eddy? 
I am not familiar with John Eddy. John Eddy is apparently a local singer up that way, kind of regional. And Kristen from Rock Out Loud hates him, cannot stand ah. him. And so, uh, so he sent me a CD to listen to some John Eddy tracks. I haven't popped it in yet, but I've threatened Kristen with it on Rock Out Loud. So nice. And she threatened to quit the show forever if I played John Eddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, she made you go to a Springsteen concert. I think you need to make her go to a John Eddy show. I don't think there's any comparison between those two, <laughs> no, sir. Probably not. I would gladly go back to a Springsteen show. I'm just trying to stir the pot a little bit. I'd go back to a Springsteen show to the. I'd go back and watch the exact same show I watched in Atlanta back in February. Puts uh, on a great show. Yeah. It was it was amazing. I was just blown away. It went. I'm sorry, but when did the Olympic swimmers start walking out to their events like their WWE wrestlers? Uh, listen, this is all due to the popularity of one Michael Phelps. He became a global uh, phenomenon. Guess. Yeah, I guess. Next Olympics, they're going to have the fireworks and everything for them. Yeah, they're each going to have their own entrance music. That's right. Look at this guy coming out in the trench coat. I know, like huge, like ankle to head parka. Yeah. I, I mean, I know the importance of keeping warm and stuff, but. <laughs> wow. And they're, la- I mean, like they're intentionally waiting, you know, till I guess they do it by seeds. Um, but they're waiting yeah. till last to bring to bring Phelps out. It looked like he was last in line. Yeah, because the two best seeds get the two middle lanes, get mm-hmm. the four and five lanes. Okay. So. Well, you know a lot about swimming. Like Phelps will be a number four here. You know a lot about swimming. I just love the Olympics, man. Really? Yep. I, I just... am a huge winter or summer. I mm. just eat up the Olympics. I watch. Love it. I'll watch some wrestling in the Olympics because I uh-huh. I, I do like legit wrestling. Um, but I I mean the swimming and the gymnastics and stuff it just doesn't appeal to me and the all the other events just don't really. I don't watch him no. any other time, so why would I watch him every four years? It's, I mean, come on, the watching Michael Phelps is like watching. It's like watching Muhammad Ali in his prime. It's like watching Babe Ruth in his prime. I mean, this is he is easily a top five athlete of all time. What I, he's got? What twenty three gold medals? Is that how many he's got? I think so, 22 or 23, something like that. And that's just the gold medals, not counting the few silver and the few bronzes he has won. I feel like It is amazing what this guy has done. We may never see something like this again. Well, that's what they said about Jordan over in basketball. We still haven't seen something like Jordan again. Thank you. I agree with that. But everyone talks about LeBron that way. LeBron is... uh, you know, a, a rung or two underneath Jordan, mm-hmm. but Jordan won six titles. That's true. That's true. Now, let me ask you this, and let's geek out loud sports real quick. You said Phelps probably top five athletes of all, one of the top five athletes of all time. I think so. Okay. G- give me the other four. Oh, that's, I, I can't, I, I don't know that I could do that off the top of my head. Well, but the fanboy in me is going to put Johnny Elway at number one. Okay, but you know that's just because I'm a fan. There's no way he's that. That's real. I don't know. I think, I think you know Ali is definitely up there. Agreed. Um, I think Serena Williams is up there now hmm. with uh, everything that she's accomplished in her career. She had a horrible Olympics, but 
you know, just the number of titles she's won and how dominant she still is. Right. Um, I think, you know, you probably got to put like Jim Thorpe or possibly Jesse Owens up there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Baseball, you got to go Hank Aaron. I mean, really? the home run king. Yeah. I think so. Mm. But, well, um, I guess, yeah, because I guess Bonds and McGuire's kind of tainted. In it, yeah, it, it, you know, it, but in fairness, that's the era that they played in. Right. Um, but, you know, I just think that, yeah, and, and maybe, an, maybe Phelps isn't actually a top five. Maybe he's a top ten or something. But I just think that on the Olympic level, there has been nobody who has done what he's done. Sure, sure. I mean, I don't have any. I have nothing. I'm not arguing with you. Or I don't have. Yeah. Any, I was just no, wondering. We're just discussing. Yeah. And I mean, this was a guy who retired four years ago. It's amazing to watch those arms slap around, around and touch for his a back. couple years and was like, you know what? I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. I tell you what's amazing is to watch him when he slings those arms to uh, to get him loosened up. To watch him yep. flap around like he's 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 like touching his other shoulder with those arms. Somebody's got to like he should have played the vulture in the Spider-Man yeah. movie. <laughs> he should play Mr. Fantastic. Put a wingsuit on him. <laughs> yeah, he is kind of scrawny. Now I was thinking he should play Mr. Fantastic. The way those arms were rubbery and yeah. everything, just sw- just yeah. slinging around like that. They're deadly Although, weapons. Uh, Miles Teller wants to play Mr. Fantastic again. Now, right now, the swimmer from Brazil is in the lead in this particular event. I'm seeing here on my screen. Uh, no, he's not. When at the turn he was. No, Phelps is in the lead. Well, he is now. Yeah. But he wasn't at the turn. I'm just telling you. Well, they showed number one. So. Well, this is the individual medley, so mm-hmm. they have to... They they swim 50 meters, like one lap of the pool, and they got to yeah. do the four strokes. Yeah. Okay, because I'm watching... Yeah, Phelps, this... Phelps is ahead by a full body length now. Oh, so you're you're a little bit ahead of me. Cause I'm I'm watching this thing and he was just yeah. at the at the second turn he was in fourth. He just won. Oh okay. Thanks. Easily. Spoiler alert. Well, I'm I'm a good I'm a good thirty seconds to a minute behind you. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. Well, it's just the streaming stuff that's going on. So it's how it's how the online internet community works. All right. So that's his. That's I think that was his fourth gold that he's won this games. Fourth. I think so. Yeah. That's huge. Who are some other American Olympic icons from the day? Mary Lou Retton from back in the 80s. She was huge. Mary Lou Retton. Uh, Mark Spitz was uh, the big swimming icon before Phelps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been a bunch of uh, there's been a bunch of track and field. I, I mean, Bruce Jenner. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was a huge icon for a long time. Um, the uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey. Oh yeah, um, Flojo. Uh, yeah, uh, was it Carl? Carl Edwards was that it? I mean, there's a bunch of track stars. You know, hey. the U.S. men's hockey team. Oh, 1980 hockey team. Yeah. Icons. Yeah, yeah. I saw there was a video making the rounds again um, with uh, Carrie Strug from the. Was that the? Yeah. Ninety two Olympics. I think so. No, was it? No, it was. It was early. I think 
maybe 2000, 96 or 2000, something like oh, that. Oh, was it? I, I didn't want to say that. I didn't think it. I thought it was earlier. It than was that. when, uh, remember on SNL, uh, Chris Kattan. <laughs> it was when Chris Kattan was on SNL. That would have been 90. Yeah, that play, was, that was 92. He would play Carrie Strug. Yeah, that was 92. That was 92? I think so, 92 or 96. No, no, because The Rock used to come on. Then it would have been 96. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't 2000. She's my age, so yeah, it would have been. All right, I'll take your word for it. But I'm All sure right, someone think, in the chat. I think we're getting Rogue One trailer. In 96 Atlanta was Carrie Strug. All right. When she broke her little ankle or whatever she. Yeah. Did. Right, we're getting Rogue One trailer here. You sure? Yeah, it's gonna happen right here. Phelps just won his race. They're going to commercial break. I, I mean, think we're. 30 sec, thirty to 60 seconds away from Rogue One. That's, look, that's my guess. You're looking at 13 minutes past the hour. So, all right. Everyone, get ready to send links into the to the chat here if you're listening live. This has been some of the most um, engaging Geek Out Loud in a long time, Irish. I mean, we have yeah, run the gamut. Like, it's like Geek Out Loud rain delay. Yeah, all we right. have... <laughs> they're, they're not playing... Steve, Erish, you guys just cover for like, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes until the players come back on the field. I had a hot dog the other day. (laughs) There's Ryan Lochte with his aquamarine hair. Hey, got a question for you. (laughs) Hey, Erish. If you were were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Heck, I would. Hall of Famer, Whitey Ford on the field. <laughs> and there go the pretzels. <laughs> I mean, how long? Like, I'm watching right now, they're interviewing Blue Hair over here. Yeah, yeah, same hair. So, what the heck, same man? Hair. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. Killing time. I didn't even see what place he finished. I didn't either. What mm. do we got here? Now they're doing a, a count up clock. They're all into this whole. 32 minutes they put up a whole timeline earlier of you know he's gonna <laughs> swim this race and then he's got his medal ceremony and then he's gonna swim the preliminary for the other race and this is superhuman then he's gonna do this in half an hour daniel and andy said all oh, this guy is saying is he he plays fifth and he all he's saying is smurf 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 swimming smurf <laughs> Smurfity Smurf Smurf. He would have won if it wasn't for stupid Gargamel. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's hard it's hard being this fast when you're only three apples high. Yeah. That always bothered me. There was a commercial that used to say, you know, what's what's magic and blue and three apples high and it was and I'm like, they're a lot shorter than three apples if they're living in mushrooms. Three apples Those are some big mushroom stuff. Yeah, they weren't that big. When you watch, when Gargamel found the the Smurf Village that one yeah, time, yeah, they're bigger than they're not as tall as three apples. Right. I never. I mean, it's a cute thing to say, but I do love telling people that they're three apples high. That the Smurfs are three apples high. No, that they're like I, you know, if I a friend who's short or whatever, and we're oh. kidding around, and it's like, yeah, dude, you're three apples high. Oh. So how do you feel about uh, Bail Organa showing up in Rogue One? I, I love it. I, I think it's fantastic. And played by the uh, you know by Jimmy Smith is just um, I, I love the I love the attention to detail. I think it's a great idea that you know it just shows that the story group is not completely 
off-put by the prequels that yeah. they're willing to bring these characters. And we know Bell Organa was around at least until Alderaan blew up. So Well, and you shouldn't be off-put by the prequels. It's part of the Star Wars story. There's a I lot agree. of good stuff that happened in the prequels. I agree. So I love the prequels. So, hmm. This is frustrating. Remember when we knew it'd be halftime for the Monday Night Football? Disney, Lucasfilm, next time you do this, like, at least give us, like, a half-hour block that you're going to show the commercial in. I mean, do you think they'll push all the way to 11 on the East Coast? Oh, I really hope they don't. I do, too, because then I'll feel like a moron for sitting here talking on (laughs) for making everyone tune in. Actually, that wouldn't be bad because I'll be the the Broncos game is tape delayed at eleven o'clock on well, NFL what just Network, happened? and I'll I'll be all pumped up from Rogue One trailer that I'll be awake to watch the Broncos. So. What are they doing playing on a Thursday night? Football started tonight, baby. Oh yeah, the whole mess. Of, well, it's preseason. Uh, most right. teams, about half the league, I think, had their first preseason game tonight. There's a few more tomorrow night. Probably one on Saturday. Um, during the preseason, they kind of play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so a lot of the teams are playing. And then NFL Network, the cool thing they do during the preseason is that they show all of the games. Mm-hmm. Granted, they don't get to show them all live, but you know, with the DVR and stuff, like I, I've gone through and pinpointed a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe and I are recording a new episode of Mile High Tundra tomorrow night, so I want to get a li- be able to watch at least a little bit of the Broncos before we record, so I can talk about my boys. Yeah, and I got I'm recording the Packers game so that I can talk a little bit about Joe's boys. So we're excited to get MHT back up and going again. On the, the Goldiverse family. Mm-hmm. But. Well, I just stumbled across something that said that this is the Ragnarok footage leaked from Comic-Con. I saw that earlier today, too, and it's like guys fighting in the woods. Yeah, I mean, and it's the it's the Heroes 3, and it looks to be Mark Ruffalo. Yep. I think it's real stuff because at the end there's a huge pop from the crowd. Yeah, well, I've seen some stuff. But it just it doesn't it doesn't quite look right though. No. It looks like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Yeah, I stumbled across that well, earlier and today the, uh, too. And, and the logo on on the stuff is wrong. All right, all right. Commercial break. Commercial for the voice. This has got to be when we're getting it. We're pushing 10:30. Yeah, that's that's fake. I've seen them do some yeah. stuff where they um, I've seen them do some stuff where they uh will take. But and, it's got like two million views. That's cause people get duped into this stuff. But I've seen where people will take and do fake, fake leak footage and like have it look all cammy and everything and have uh, crowd reactions and everything in it. It's. Uh, I've seen it, too. I've seen it happen yeah. in my own family. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, years and years ago, before episode one came out, mm-hmm. um, my brother-in-law 
had a fanzine that he was publishing called Grey Haven, and he had started it as like a little print fanzine, and he was turning it into a blog. Yeah. And to tease the first issue of the blog, he he used to go on like Brian Michael Bennis's Jinx World all the time and stuff, and he was plugging the launch of the blog on these chat sites and stuff for weeks and he was teasing them that he had the first official picture of Anakin Skywalker and then when the day came to launch the blog he put it up and it was a picture of himself and people just flipped out on him were so angry because you know this was back before there were a million like you know this was back when like ain't it cool news was in its infancy yep and so, you know, people were like, oh, my God, this guy somehow has the first picture of Anakin Skywalker. And then it's a picture of him. <laughs> and it worked. I mean, he got right. all the hits and stuff. Right. But it was just. Oh, well, with I, this with this one, I noticed they, they so have shame. Yeah, they have the release date at the end of it as being October of 2017. And we know that's not right. Yeah. And doesn't so. it say too like. I, I think one of the, the the flags for me should have been that it was like SDCC panel fourteen or something like that. Yeah. Um, but still, like I, a sucker. I dude, last it. year, last November, when they when we were waiting on um, the uh, not last November, November fourteen. Gee whiz, a year and a half, well, more than a year and a half ago, when uh, we were waiting for that first Force Awakens teaser, and like I thought it was going to drop at midnight. You know, that was kind of the buzz. Right. Um, I'm sitting there and I kept getting, I kept seeing all these links to the Force Awakens teaser, Force Awakens teaser, and I would click on them and it was always the same fake stuff. And like, I started actually going to, um, to people when they would tweet stuff and be like, yeah, that's fake. I would let them know. Like, that's what I spent my night doing. Letting until they, until we found out it'd be like 10 a.m. the next morning. I was just sitting there letting people know, yeah, that's fake. And here's how you can tell. That was the one that, like, was only going to play in the movie theaters. And, you know, I took the day off from work. We went to a movie theater that was, like, an hour away from my brother-in-law's house. We saw Dumb Dumber. And then, like, I get home and, like, it's everybody had watched it online. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, what did I just... And, you know, I got Andrew all three nephews grandfather <laughs> like i paid like a hundred bucks good night and you could have just stayed at home and watched it and i could have just stayed at home and watched it like a gazillion times which is what i wanted to do yeah i was so and i love but i love the idea that if you want to see this you got to go to the theater it made an event out of it and i love that and yeah but the way i was understanding is well of course and i knew i would have had to drive three and a half hours away to yeah. go see it you know but still, I think that you could have let it go the weekend and then put mm-hmm. it up on Monday. I would have been so mad. I'm not going to lie to you. I would have been ticked off. But Well, I was ticked off because I was one of the people that went out of their way to to make it an event. Well, it was, and they robbed me of it. Yeah, well, it was 2 a.m. before I finally saw uh, some tweets and retweets that it would be like 10 a.m. our time. You know, because of the French guy had like let it out so we're going to watch another swimming event here yeah women's 100 meter freestyle final well freestyle it ladies all right no uh oh i need to shut my door no um no updates on starwars.com of course um of course. and uh, anything on the tweeter 
Uh, you know what? I haven't been over that way to kind of look and see what's going on. Probably a, a lot of people griping about when are we gonna get this trailer? Yeah. I gotta go to bed. I gotta work in the morning. Uh, uh, Jeff Lane, a good friend of the show, Jeff Lane posted a GIF of um, uh, the the what's the Sicilian's name in Princess Bride? Anyhow, standing there and he kind of puts his arms on. He's like, "I'm waiting," um, <laughs> and so waiting for the Rogue One trailer. David Duchovny. If I quit now, they win. <laughs> it's a X Files GIF. <laughs> so. Um. Wait, there's going to be a movie about animals singing in cars. That's the pigs that I was telling you about. Right, right. I'm just reading tweets here. That's from our good friend Geek K. Um, Alex Heath says Phelps is the Aquaman we deserve. This is true. Uh, Rebel Force Radio that. tweets this just in: Rogue One trailer delayed due to reshoots. <laughs> oh that is the tweet of the night <laughs> who was that that was rebel force radio that'd be jimmy mac probably tweeting from rebel force radio uh let's see what else we got here uh going live at mixler.com goalivers watch the olympics and wait for the trailer with us that's right that's some <laughs> clown called geek out loud riley blanton has tweeted a gif of uh community um uh donald glover is that his name donald yeah yeah he's sitting there and he's just reaching he's like why what is taking so long actually big rumor today that donald glover could be playing lando in the han solo movie oh shut up that i can see that supposedly he's the one that they want i can see that you're the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. Oh, come on, Enterprise commercial. Just give us the freaking Rogue One trailer already. At, the Olympic Games are going to be over. At Paul D. Paola on the Twitter says, I'm moving away from the computer, which means the trailer will be going up any minute. Hashtag, you're yeah. welcome. At this point, we're going to get the closing ceremonies before we get the Rogue One trailer. I hear, I hear uh, Michael Phelps is playing Black Manta in Aquaman. That's been all but confirmed that it, that Black Manta will be the villain in Aquaman, which I think is super cool. Wait, who's playing Black Manta? That uh, someone just tweeted Michael Phelps will be playing Black Manta. Oh. <laughs> in That's Aquaman. fine. Look, Black Manta. Yeah, I just I love me some Black Manta. I just think he's one of the coolest villains. He's got a cool look about him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and have Black Manta and do it up. And uh, and and let's get the rest of the Legion of Doom in there, too. I am digging some of the gifs that people are putting up about uh, the lack of a Rogue One trailer. I just feel like that bird with the metal beak is pecking away at me right oh now. Oh, my gosh. That stupid bird. <laughs> the thing I hate most about Star Wars... <laughs> <laughs> some for some people it's Jar Jar. For some people it's Ewoks. For me, it's that big bird that just moves like a herky jerky motion. Some dude named Scott Bromley tweeted a picture of a trailer with two Jawas in front of it and says, "You guys see this hot new Star Wars trailer nice. yet?" Nice, nice. <laughs> um, a lot of people tweeting about the. Uh, here it is. Here it is. Here it what? is. What are you serious? Yes. 
world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. Can you be trusted without your shackles? Let's just get this over with, shall we? We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. If you're really doing this, I want to help. Good. Good. I've been recruiting for the Rebellion for a long time. We destroyed our home. I fight the Empire now. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. The captain says you are a friend. I will not kill you. Thanks. There isn't much time. Every day they grow stronger. There is a 97.6% chance of failure. He means well. This is our chance to make a real difference. Are you with me? All the way. So there it is, the Rogue One trailer, I guess trailer two? Official trailer two? Well, official, official trailer one. Oh, the other was a, a teaser, I guess. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, so, dude, so much in this thing that just kind of gets me pumped up a little bit. I'm seeing... Uh, uh, you know, we're getting to spend time with some of these different characters. We're kind of getting to hear from each one of this little band of rebels we'll be spending time with. I'm interested at that city that seems to be on a plateau and what's going on there um, <clears throat> and what that is, I, you know, because it looks, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that city on the plateau looks freaking awesome it does it does and i and in you know it's imperials that are lifting off into a star destroyer that's hovering over it and it yep. it reminds me of uh, uh is it masada is that the name of the place like um i forget which king built it way back when but it's yeah i know what you're talking about um, i don't know if that's the right name but it might be almost an impenetrable fortress i'm so glad to see x-wings i am so glad to see x-wings um as glad as I was to see them in uh, in in episode seven, I'm even gladder to see them here. Just because you know Filoni's been holding back in the Rebels, you know, on the X Wings, and I understand why. Right. So it's good. It's good to see them here. Um, standout moments in this thing for you? Uh, for me, yeah. The uh, I just love the whole opening. That city looked amazing with. Uh-oh. Uh oh! The Star Destroyer coming out of the shadow was really cool. Love seeing the X-wings. The at at taking the shot in the face. Was oh awesome. my god! 
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the show, Teresa Delgado. Hello, Teresa. Word. Oh, my God. And, and Mama Lo. <laughs> Teresa, you're on with me and Arish. Hello. Hello. Hi, Arish. Hi. Arish, that's Mama Lo. That's Teresa's Hi, Mama, Mama Lo. Hello. And um, first, before we go forward, Arish, thank you so much for Itty Bitties. You got them? Well, no, I haven't gotten them, but just oh, they're they're that on you their way. Them. You should get them. Like, if you don't get them tomorrow, it'll be early next week. Okay, because I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was able to. Uh, I've I've made a friend at Hallmark over the years, so I was able to to work it out with him. So I was happy to do so. Yay! That was so awesome. So Rogue One, y'all. <laughs> What do you what do you take away, Teresa? What are some of your bigger takeaways? It's gonna be very military style, mm-hmm. and that's interesting to me because I don't know if I will like that or not. But I'm sure I'll like it because it's Star Wars. Also, I noticed they have this like big bazooka thing, and I'm wondering like where was that on Hoth? <laughs> well, this is a different model of AT-AT than what was on Hoth. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, well, tow cable or bazooka. Well, well, but we don't know that the bazooka worked. Right. That's true. You know, so maybe the bazooka doesn't work, and that's why they don't have them on Hawk. Maybe. Yeah. But I did like how Jen was pretty much the one that was saying, you know, this is our chance to make a difference. Are, are you guys with me? And it was like all the men were like, we're with you till the end or whatever. She's a badass female protagonist. Yeah. She's awesome. Well, that last shot of her, she's limping along that catwalk. And you know, guys, catwalks in Star Wars. Yeah. Dangerous stuff. That was a great shot. Yeah. I was expecting her to be like a Vader helmet or something at that point, you know, but then it was at the end, but the music was awesome. Do we know? I forget who's doing the music for this. Um, I, you know what? Someone will tell me in the chat. I don't remember who's doing the music, but I'm, has it been announced? They're not going to tell you. You just yelled at them, so you're not getting any help from them. I didn't yell at them. I was. I had backup in the chat. You don't <laughs> drop the f bomb in the chat. I'm sorry. No, you don't. You do not. And people. And, and who people. Was it? Doesn't it doesn't who matter who it? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, but it's don't someone. Don't even sh- get me started. You know how I am with that chat. Yes. people. <laughs> it's okay. Stop it. I'm just saying you don't you don't drop the f bomb in the chat. And if you've been listening for any amount of time, you know that. That's I wasn't yelling at anybody. I'm just I, I'm sorry. I like to run a clean ship. Um, yeah, you don't do that, Mixel Pixels. Yeah. So, but anyhow. Um, uh, hasn't been now. Daniel Andy says he's not a big fan of the music. I'm really digging it. I like the the mix of, for this trailer. I like the mix of that force theme and the and the Imperial March and um uh and and kind of the way it swells up from the Imperial March at one point. I thought it was just really nice. Yeah, I really like that too because I liked how they mixed it together. And then there was something about it. I don't know. There was like a. There was some sort of, I don't know, maybe like a reverb or something going on in it that you could just really feel mm-hmm. like Star Wars. I it felt more not... Star Wars from the music than from the visuals. Alexander Dupla. Oh, yeah. I, he did um, He did the Harry Potter films. Yes. To, it, well, might, not all it, of them, it, but it may not actually be music from this film, though. 
a lot of times a lot of times in trailers you know they Mm -hmm. use music from other movies and stuff because exactly like Teresa just said it made it feel like star wars yeah but so they specifically find music that makes you feel a certain way right it was really good music editing but i also have been we've also been kind of taken in in the past where in the it was in one of those um oh gee whiz in one of the last of the well maybe it was that monday night football trailer where they actually did use music it didn't seem like they might have but they did use music from force awakens so it it just you know it's a touch and go kind of thing but it i like the trailer music at least wait wait yeah. wait 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 is this is this, is this episode eight <laughs> they're showing episode eight stuff what are you talking about what they're showing episode eight ad right now where Psych. what what are you oh, doing? Gosh. Don't be that. That's not even fair. I'm not home. Eris, don't come troll. Don't come troll on Geek Out Loud. I have a question. So anyhow, well, Teresa, um, there it is. Rogue One. Uh, how's how's shopping for school stuff going? Shopping for school stuff's going good. I got a really really cool thing. I want to know what it is. Yes. A kitty cat tape dispenser. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mama Lo, don't be such an emba- enabler. I didn't buy it. Oh, okay. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when she showed it to me, I just looked at her and went, really? Mm. But, you know. She's... She wouldn't let me get the kitty cat post-it note dispenser. Well, that's, no. That's good. That's good. I, you don't want to become a cat woman, Teresa. I already am. <laughs> no, but shopping for school supplies is good. I actually really like shopping for school supplies. Mm-hmm. I'm a pin, big pin dork. So I was like, oh, I want these pins and these pins and these pins. Yeah. And then they had some with penguins on them. So. Which was ridiculous because she'd already bought some black Sharpies. And she wanted more black sharpies because they had penguins on them, well, which was kind of goofy. Oh my God, there's penguins on my penguins sharpies! On my body. <laughs> oh my God, there's penguins on my sharpies! <laughs> so, what what did this show degenerate into? I'm sorry. Yeah, we. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Eric. Have we not been doing Olympic commentary for the past hour and a half? Because we didn't have Rogue One to talk about, but I just watched the freaking awesome Rogue One trailer it is pretty, four times in a row, and now you're talking so, about penguin sharpies. It is awesome. <laughs> Any further takeaways? Guys, by the well, way. Here's a question I have. I don't remember which cast member it was from Celebration Europe that really couldn't speak English, mm-hmm. because it seemed like they both spoke English pretty well, and the, I think it was the one... Is it's, it the, it's the bigger dude. Okay. So not the one that's blind? Not the one that's blind. But did he speak in the trailer? Because I thought he did. He did, but if you go back and listen closely, it is it is with a thick accent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. He's probably memorized those words. Yes, of course. I mean, that's how you do it. I know. Yeah. The, I know the multiple roles I've had where I've had to speak uh, in a in a in a language not my own that um, I've just memorized it phonetically. So. And here's the other thing. They said that the planet that they went to, that they're on, I mm-hmm. guess the planet where they meet those characters, yes. is a planet that is for those who believe in the Force, similar to like Maz Kanata, correct? They have like a Force connection or not, maybe not Maz Kanata, but um, 
what's his name at the beginning of episode seven? Lor Santeca. Lor Santeca. Lor Santeca. Chicken tikka mm-hmm. masala. Right. <laughs> Max Van Seedow. Yeah. So similar to that like what be, that should have just been his Star Wars name, Max Von Sydow. Exactly. I know that shouldn't have even changed his name, but similar to him, it's kind of like almost like a refugee planet, and that seems to be like where they met them because he takes out all of those stormtroopers, like Rafiki takes out the hyenas and the Lion King. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I think yeah, we're being told, and in, in, in fact, I've got to come over here to. Uh, to a comment that Daniel Andy made. He said, so Jeddah is a holy place or planet. And and it does have some connection potentially to the Jedi or the Force or, or something. It's better since it's named Jeddah. Right, Jeddah. It's like Jeddah. Jeddah. <laughs> Jeddah. So, Jeddah. Yeah, Jeddah. <laughs> so, yes, this is a holy planet for the Jedi, Jeddah. Yeah. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that the dude is a Jedi. It just means he's like a, a kung fu master. He's yeah. like a he's a he's a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh well, Teresa, we're gonna let you go because I got to bring Shaz in. Uh Shazzy, tell Shazzy I said hello. I sure will. I sure will. But just so. like that, you have to say hello. Uh, I, of course. Okay. You want me to practice? Is that what you're waiting for? Yes. Hello. There you go. Perfect. Okay, yeah, we got you. All right. See you guys. See you, Mama Lou. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. All right. That's Teresa Delgado who called in, but I was getting ready to bring in Shaz Arish and, uh, and, and Teresa. She jumped. She just she jumped, jumped in. Gun. Just jumped right in. So she here we go. She squeezed Chaz. What have I done here? Why am I calling? Hold on. Something's not right. Something's gone wrong here. I messed up, but it's fine. This isn't Shaz. Daniel? You know, the one thing we didn't see is we still haven't seen Mads Mikkelsen. That's true. That's true. He plays uh, Jen's father, right? Does he? Yes. That's been Galen Urso. Is his yes. name Galen? Yeah. yeah. They, yeah they've, they confirmed that at Celebration. Okay. I just yeah. want to make sure you're not doing what my nephews try to do trick me into getting no 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 get me to reveal stuff no they revealed that at celebration shaz hello whoa coming in hot shaz hello somebody's excited Teresa wanted me to tell you hello (laughs) (sighs) sorry about being so loud that's fine that's fine so how's it going shaz um stunned yeah yeah amazing amazing trailer if you ask me Jadah. Jadah, I'm stunned. <laughs> what an awesome place. You know, it looks a lot like Onderon. You remember where, where Saul was originally? Sure, sure. That, now, that, oh, man. And um, I no. have an answer for the bazooka, by the way. Okay. Hondo brought those to Saul earlier. Really? In the Clone Wars? Yes. That's he brought he brought them to Ahsoka when she was on Onderon. Those are not twenty year old rocket launchers. No, but Hondo brings them again. Hondo is in this movie. No, nah, come on now, now you're pulling an Irish. <laughs> he could be. You never it's know. Profitable. <laughs> All right, I have a question, guys. There's a shot of the Death Star upside down. Upside down. Yeah, it's it, shooting at the planet. It reminds me of. The old, uh, there was a, used to be old publicity steal of the Death Star, and it was upside down um, back in the 70s. 
Or is is that there's the Macquarie painting with the with the Y wing that's been run upside down a number of times. Maybe that maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Um, no, this was a photograph. This was like a uh, photograph. Yeah, with the it had the it had the hemisphere with the dish on the top and an X wing across it, and but you could tell it was like it it looks like the Death Star is basically upside down. Like they they obviously messed up. Um, but that shot reminds me of that. But then the very next shot, it's very quick, um, is whatever planet it's over. May I, and I'm assuming this, of course, because you know it's a trailer cut. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an eclipse of the sun. Yeah. And I have to assume that's the Death Star clipping, eclipsing yeah, the sun. Like, yeah, I think that. Yeah. That is just a. That is to me. That's just an amazing concept. Like now, do you think the people on that planet have those like little boxes that they can look at the eclipse through, so that they're not blinded by it? Um, they should. You know, like we used to have in school. Yeah, I remember that. You'd make it with the mirror inside. It. Right. Right. Macro blackout oculars. Is that what they were called? <laughs> That's what Luke's looking up at the sky on. Wait. Chris Hansford said there's no upside down in space. Yeah, but there is an upside down in the way something is filmed normally. Well, and there's an upside down in the Death Star, too. I mean, if think about all like the, the bars and the cabin rooms and everything. If all of a sudden that thing flips upside down, like, wouldn't you... Wouldn't Spill everybody your food? Just, yeah, exactly. God, it's terrible. I hate yeah. it when that happens. Vader's chicken arviata would like spill all over the place. <laughs> the um, I, I just think that's a an, an awesome concept of here is the Death Star moving to block out your sun, like it's something we've never seen, but it makes but it's like we it it's completely natural. Now yeah. are the people used to that there? I don't know. I don't. Mm. I mean, I don't know. It depends on what planet that is, I guess. Because I, I, I get the feeling that's the one where they they're building it on. Well, because the ne- well, it looks kind of like Geonosis, but I know that they're, they've kind of stepped away from Geonosis. But then the next shot is that planet in the viewport of the Death Star, kind of the way that you know that same viewport that we saw mm-hmm. uh, Alderaan yep. out of, and um, and it's kind of, and we're looking at the the lower curvature of that planet, you know, the Southern pole, if you will, I guess. Right. So it lets you know the death stars coming up from that, that direction. And we just got that shot from the bottom up rather than the, yeah. Top down. I mean, the death star is probably not actually upside down. It's just the angle of the ship that the camera right. is in, like the point of view that we have of it. Dan- it Daniel and Andy just, down. Daniel and Andy just sent me a picture and sure enough, it's, it's the, uh, it's the death stars over in the corner, this old classic picture. Death stars in the upper left hand corner upside down and right next to it so in the foreground is a y-wing shooting at darth vader's tie fighter i mean an x-wing shooting at darth vader's tie fighter it's the upside down world that the death it, stars it, it is that's that's what it is stranger things knew yeah. that rogue one was going to do this mm. yeah that that's what the reshoots were all about was i'll buy they it. could put the portal in i'll buy it <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, dude, I, again, I'm so glad to see X-Wings. The tank looks cool. The, the shot we get of the tank. Uh, K2SO, we have a 97% chance of failing. <laughs> uh, I thought he looked cool, though. I like the size. Yeah. I like how tall he is. Yep. Yep. He, he's cool, but he's he's kind of pessimistic, and, and I think that that's what... Uh, what he's saying? He's he's really you know he means well. Yeah, he means well. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's not a leaf on the wind. No. No. 
Dude, there is just a lot of uh, stuff going on in this thing. I mean, they're they're trying. There's like a cave or something collapsing that they're no, trying I to fly think out that of. That star bl- shot at the planet. You think that's what it is? Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think that laser's fully charged. I think they're just giving it a, a shot, just a just a test Not fire. Fully operational. <laughs> Battle station. It's partially operational. <laughs> now witness the firepower of this partially operating. Yeah, this you know, operating at twelve percent capacity. Fire at will, Commander. <laughs> well, no, no, at that man will. Yes, he's Fire right. He's right down there below you. Can't you see him? Will flip me off. Oh. <laughs> Use the ten percent fire at him. <laughs> I don't want the whole planet destroyed. Just will. Um. All of a sudden, we've devolved into Family Guy's version of Rogue One. That's right. He messed up my order. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this whole Jen walking down that catwalk thing. Um, She's goner. Do you think now, so? That's that's the scene with the, the TIE fighter. The yes, TIE fighter right? comes rising up, yeah. And I'm wondering, it, does it necessarily have to be a TIE fighter pilot in there? Could it be one of no. our band of rebels? It could be. We've seen that done Although in. It wasn't colored specially. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't mean. I don't mean one of our yeah, band of rebels from Rebels. Jeff Gordon's Dupont uh, Tie Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I don't. All, all credit on that joke goes to Trisha Barr. By the way, she she made that joke a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I don't. Jodorowsky's Dune. I don't mean fighter. our. I don't mean our rebels. I mean you know just the just the band of rebels that w- that we're going to be interacting with on this. Um. Yeah, are are they the ones that did the music for the trailer? The band of rebels? Yeah, very well could have been. I thought it might have been. Very well could have been. Um, right in the eighties. This Vader helmet, man. This this shot of Vader at the end is. Oh, at the background, it's it's straight out of Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, is, it's that it's that image that breaks apart just before they go the rebel base on the far side of that Yavin. Will and be, it's got the numbers mm-hmm. up in the left hand corner. Yeah, Re, you know, like normal numbers. Right. Mm. <laughs> Not Arabesh. Not Arabesh. Is that the name of it? Is that is that yeah. the word Arabesh? Yeah. yeah, that's what I call it. I'm really intrigued. I look, I'm just I'm just got this thing kind of playing on a loop right now. I really am intrigued by that city on the plateau. Um. Yeah. So do I. That was one of the first things that like jumped out at me. I just love the look of that. I love that it looks like this old ancient fortress up there that, you know, probably protected that city for eons and held off like one army after the next. And then all of a sudden, here comes a Star Destroyer and it's game over, man. Well, I wonder if that is Onderon then. For, th- for this reason, um, you know, ah. right at the beginning, Saul says the world has come undone. The imperial flags are flying everywhere, or something to that effect. I didn't yeah. memorize the line, but maybe that's maybe that is where that is. And Good being, they've constructed these different parts of different places. I mean, they they're they're bringing in that super laser from somewhere, or at least the focusing dish. So, who knows? It it the empire is, you know, galaxy wide at this point. Now, according to the Star Wars wiki, Onderon is a jungle world. This doesn't look, though, like the rest oh, of the world is a jungle well, world. Yeah, but yeah, Onderon was, was a jungle world when we last saw it in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, and, you and, know, who knows what battle is. It maybe it's just been ongoing battle and strife for, you know, a, a decade or two. And this is what it's become. Well, and Saw's sister fell off of a cliff. Yep. Kind of like that. 
kind of rocky. In its but. earliest days of civilization, Andron was a world marked with savage jungles that were filled with dangerous creatures to survive the primitive human inhabitants of the planet protect themselves behind the walls of fortified settlements. Over time, these settlements grew to become enormous walled cities. There you mm. go. There's an enormous walled city. But it's up on top of the thing. Though. Yeah, but it's look at the size more of that, that thing. It's, it looks like walls, like they've been there a long time and they've kind of accumulated the dust and dirt of the ages. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at a I'm it's looking at a shot. I'm looking at a shot from the Clone Wars right now and it they do it does appear to be kind of high up, but there there's growth all around it though. Yeah. I well, don't there's know. palm trees here. On this planet? Maybe. There's looks, palm trees somewhere. It looks almost like a desert to me. Uh, no. there's mountains in the back. I don't know. I have no idea. That's what I love about this. You get you got all this this speculation going on. Which is exactly what they wanted to create. Right. You yeah, know, we have I, four months to like speculate. Uh, there's the Purina badge on dude's shoulder. Chest, rather. Yeah, who is that guy? He's That's, not uh, Riken. No, he's not Riken, but he looks like he, he's... I, I bet we could find somebody on Hoth who looks he's like He's the him. guy who replaced, who replaced Dodna. No, Dodonna's going to be there. Don't, he wasn't getting the job done. You, uh, uh, Dodonna's in this. Dodonna's the man. you got to quit <laughs> hating on General Dodonna. He is, he is right beside Bale in that earlier teaser. Yes, he is. And they're going to keep him out of focus so we don't say, that's not Dodonna. Do you think that that dude is um, the dude with the Purina thing? Do you think? And I appreciate you saying that because I've always thought that about yeah. Rackin's badge. <laughs> Uh, do you think that's Commander Chuckwagon? You think that's a young? Of course, he wouldn't be that young, Nadine. No, no, no. no His hair no. is too good to be Nadine. Yeah, well, this is only I mean, four years. This is only four years before Jedi. Is it only four years between them? Yeah, I think I so. yeah. it was five or six. No, no. Jedi and Empire were close together, like months yeah. apart. I think. I think it's. Isn't it only like three years between A New Hope and Jedi? Yeah, three, three plus. I think it's, I think it's right at three between A New Hope and Empire, and then like okay. three months or something to Jedi. So it's not even right. four years. Man, that Tie Fighter going right into the, the, the yeah. command center. Stupendous, and those guys look All like of the A Wing going into the Super Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. yes, yeah. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. Dude, General Krennic looks ba. There's no getting uh, around it's it. Director Krennic. I'm sorry, Director Krennic. I'm sorry that I don't have all don't my names down yet. Disrespect the cape. I'm yeah, not. We'll, I don't mean to disrespect the cape, Irish. <laughs> I don't. I haven't learned all their names yet. We'll, we'll get used to their names in December. Yeah. Probably before then. Oh yeah, it'll. We're, we're, I'm getting there. Oh, Steve will get used to them once he's got all the toys. Exactly. That'll be before. Yeah, the but movie you can't comes get out. the toys. Oh, I will. Obi Wan. Don't uh, sorry, no salt in the wound. Oh my gosh, but there's a lot of salt in that wound. <laughs> oh man. That's a really cool figure. That's a great setup. Yeah, you're killing me over here, Shaz. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know what? And someone said you were the uh, nicest I, guy I, in I, podcasting. I, I was able to get <laughs> one for my nephew. Ah, so. Yeah. Yeah, Eric's got one for his nephew, which is cool. It's fun. It's fun. You know. It's how it needs to be. It's how it needs to be. You'll get it. You'll get it. We'll see. Ah, it's going to happen. It's, we'll see. Uh, it, it, I don't know how much how much takes place on Jeddah. Do we know? Mm-hmm. No, we don't. Um, Darth Hound says we know Saul is on Jeddah from the EW thing today. 
Oh, and really? It, okay. And, and it's a moon. And so it could be well, a... Andron has, has moons. Mm-hmm. Maybe this so, is a moon of Onderon. That's what and, that's what he that's what Darth mm-hmm. Hound is saying. It may be near Onderon, because and, hence the structure being the same. It, it, this is EU. This is Legends. But I think with Onderon, the the moon of Onderon and the and Onderon itself would come close enough that the atmospheres would share each other, and that's how those those big dinosaurs would fly between. Okay. I could be wrong about that. Erish probably knows better than I do. I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Jimmy and Georgia got the three ASTCC exclusives. Uh, did did you uh, way to go, Jimmy and Georgia? <laughs> did y'all see on the earlier teaser trailer for tonight's trailer that there was like a shield generator to the far right of the screen by the adacts? No, no, it, I didn't notice that. It was a it well, it could be just Direct TV or Dish, but I think it was a shield generator. What? <laughs> Well, a shield generator looks like... Look, they want their NFL Sunday tickets, man. <laughs> That's right. What do you mean a shield generator looking like a dish? I thought a shield generator looked like three tires kind of put together. No, no, no. Generating the shield for, for the building of construction of the Death Star. Oh, like, uh, like oh, on Endor. Like on Endor. Like on Endor, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but the thing about... Well, I guess that one was in secret, too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but this was supposed to be secret, so... Um, when you're building something the size of a moon, right. kind of hard. You know, you can't just hide it behind the shed. Although Han never heard about it. No, no, that's the thing. It take more more firepower than the Empire's got. You know, to mm-hmm. to do this thing. I forget the line exactly. He he would have heard about it if there was something that big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, surely Han would have heard about it. He was Han Solo for crying out loud. I've just got this thing on loop, and I continue to. It's the back end that really gets me. The U-wing is a surprise to me because in Eric, the way believe, they jump out. Yeah, and I believe Eric, we talked about this that it's yeah. it, it looks bigger than what some of the original drawings and stuff I saw of it tend to be, but it's almost like a a people carrier. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it is a little bit like the people carrier. But I, I was looking at some pictures of it again the other day. I think it was I forget where I saw them, but it looks like that it's just one pilot though that flies it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the cockpit just holds one pilot, but yet it's got this whole. It's like the GI Joe APC, you know, one dude driving it, and then in the back, it's got room for like fifteen Joes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or a gunship, Republic gunship. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. got two pilots up on top, but yeah. it, it does. It looks like it's just got room for one up on top. But it's very deceptive looking. It looks like it could be like a fighter, like an A wing or a Y wing, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's got this big underbelly. Well, those wings apparently swing with around the, to the with back. With a space monkey inside it. Yeah. Well, apparently those wings swing around the back to lock the S-foils in attack position, as it yeah. were. Riley Blanton has joined us. Riley, are you there? Riley. Hey, how's it going, man? Oh, wow. You're kind of coming in ray hot. What's up? Hey, he's coming, he's coming, in, he's coming it, in from Onderon. It'll temper itself. <laughs> it'll temper itself now. You guys doing okay today? Maybe it won't. Yeah, Do you, doing great. Anything going on? Not a <laughs> lot. Not Swimming. a lot. Yeah, we were watching Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps won another gold medal. Yeah, I, I feel like more people watched Michael Phelps <laughs> than has ever happened in any part of his Olympic performances. Oh, no, he's uh, one of the top five athletes of all time. Yeah, well, guys, we saw a trailer. It was so good. <laughs> it's well, so good. I'm still processing it. I just watched it like three times in a row. Yeah, what are some of your takeaways, Riley? Number one takeaway, tone. Um, 
the way that right in the center portion of the trailer, as the action really starts to pick up, the Imperial March music mm-hmm. uh, shifts to the major key, and it kind of goes into this really heroic uh, bent. Uh, even down to the, like the last when the title card comes up and it like finishes right after seeing Darth Vader, it finishes in a major key with like a big bombastic note, and that's it's that's different. That's very substantially different from just the, the behind the scenes reel we just saw. So I think we're getting a little bit of a taste of I think some of the changes and edits and and polishing that they're doing on the film to really bring forward the heroic portion of it that's that's kind of my big takeaway well i i mean i don't know that that ever needed to be polished up to bring out the heroic aspect of it or the positive aspect of it the crawler that we are you know that this is based on says the the rebels have won their first victory you know that though this may be a hard-won victory in the end and we may lose people that we come to care about through the course of this film at the end of the day they win yeah no, absolutely. Well, it, but and, and to me, really, like even just the little lines that we got here, I got like such a better sense of chemistry. We're mm-hmm. really getting to, uh, a better look at the characters here, and I and I'm liking what I'm seeing, guys. Well, that's what a trailer's supposed to do, and and um, you know, I I am like you. I think that they gave us a good snippet of each of just about each of the characters that we're going to be spending most of the time with. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, it, it's following this this force line too that the force force is going to be with us regardless of whether we have jedi right you know it's the will of the force isn't that what he says the will of the force the uh what's the guy's name cheer it yeah cheer it yeah see erish i'm learning these names nice i know nice come on the next the next trailer we get they'll use bohemian rhapsody or unstoppable the quote is i fear nothing all is as the force wills it yes yes yeah wow that was such a great moment too well and that i mean that gets into a lot of we could get into some deep discussion about what the force willed as far as the death star is concerned here and as we lead into it so uh, Riley, visually, what were some of your visual things that you really took away and stood out to you? Um, the, the the shot of the Death Star, the sort of uh, over-the-head shot of the Death Star was one that really just kind of hit home. Well, that one and, of course, the way they shot a, a, a Death Star uh, eclipse. Yeah, yeah, we talked like, about that, that was... a little Yeah, we talked about that a little bit earlier. And and just looking back over that, it looks like it's eclipsing that big city, guys. Um, okay. That we were that 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 plateaued that city on a hill sort of place. It looks like that because if you look at the uh, if you get to that spot in the trailer when it begins to eclipse it, what it's uh, there's a raised thing and and right at the well on the left side of of like the most prominent thing under directly underneath where it's eclipsing, there's a spire that sticks up just like it would look on. Looks like it is that same city, is what I'm saying. So I don't know. You think? Mm. I mean, I, you think they're getting yeah. ready to just kind of get rid of all the evidence? Yes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it looks like it. it. Looks like it. I think because, like, how do you? If the Death Star is that well known, how do you wipe it out? And that would only make that would make sense. It would be very much along the lines of what we've seen before. Wipe them out. Well, and, and not only that, didn't we go to Geonosis and Rebels and like everyone was dead? Or have we read that in a book or something? Clone Wars. Yeah, Clone Wars. Where they Everything were all, happened in the Clone Wars. They were already yeah, all dead in the Clone Wars? 
Yeah, wasn't that the, the, the zombie thing? Mm-hmm. There was the, the queen in the caves and was turning them into zombies. Study the bottom of my boot. Yeah, but we've read, but there was something else where it was made more of a big deal that they were dead, wasn't it? I think we heard something about that, but, but Clone Wars did yeah. a good job of okay, that. Okay, maybe it was Clone Wars. It just feels like it was more recent than that. Um, I, I think there has been something more recent. I, I, you know, there's a there's a spot in here. Sorry to change the line, but no, where fine. where Jen and um, the guy who we thought was Biggs, Cassian, <laughs> Cassian Andor. Yeah, see, you you do. Is have that right? Down. Is that right? Was I right, Irish? Yes. I don't know. No, no, you're oh, right. <laughs> that is it. That is it. Come but on, I think Irish. Side by side in that cockpit. It's a two man cockpit, side by side. Well, you got to have a. Uh, you got to have a, a, a co-pilot to be able to get the shields up. Exactly. We learned that last December. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Precisely. It's so, a bigger ship than I thought. It is a bigger ship. I, gosh. Those X-Wings going through the... I mean, they're making a dark run through those spires and everything. Yeah. We see star lines from inside the cockpit at one point. Man, her just her just going after that tie fighter, just walking in that tie fighter situation at the end. Uh, yes, that that might be the most intriguing shot. I have a feeling that's like the one. Sh- most of this feels like it's probably still in like the first part of the film, mm-hmm. like most of the sh- footage we've seen. But that's one that it seems like towards the end, and she's just holding that blaster, looking so determined. Ah, well, and you, you think that's near it, the end? Oh, go, go ahead, Erish. Go ahead, Erish. I, I was going to say, it's Chris O'Donnell in the TIE Fighter, and he pops the hatch, and he's like, hey, come take a ride in my love machine. <laughs> Is that a Batman Forever reference? Yes. yes. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Riley's never seen Batman I, Forever. Like, no, I have not. I knew it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I Steve, knew it. Steve and I have been on for like two hours, and I'm just getting loopy now. So. <laughs> oh, here it is. Um, the Tarkin novel. Made, Jimmy Georgia says the Tarkin novel ended over Geonosis. He thinks. Did they go to Geonosis in the first aftermath? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. No. In one of those in, in one of those interstitials. No, I don't remember Geonosis. In yeah, I don't. Movie. I don't think so either. That seems. I, I feel like it was more along that same timeline of the before episode four stuff so um darth hound says look at one at timestamp 138 and 39 could the uh could the Death star be bringing that down and that's what I, I think that's where they're rushing and you could see the stuff caving in around them right yeah and yeah i, I that's where we were saying yeah it, it's not blowing up the whole planet but just it's only it's only up to about 12 percent. was it you said 12 percent airish Right. Yes. Yes. Well, because listen, Star is twelve percent operation. Everything Irish says, you can take as gospel. Oh yes. <laughs> no. Irish speaks. Irish speaks canon. People will believe that, man. <laughs> people will believe that, and then I'm gonna get fired, and mm. then I'm gonna have to come down and live on your friend's other couch. There you go. That's fine. You come on down, and we'll just uh, do this thing together. Hmm. When she's meeting that TIE fighter, it is a different planet, I think. There's water down on the ground. It was in Rebels, the honorable ones. The 15th episode of the second season of the animated series Star Wars Rebels, the episode directed by Brad Brown, written by Kevin Hopps. It was on February of this year. Zeb and Callus go to, they're on a moon of Geonosis. 
And when they're oh, and when the and when the rebels are at Geonosis, uh, they say everything's dead. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. The honorable I, ones. I don't that was have the no memory of this. That's the Zeb I, arc. That's the Zeb and Callus episode yeah, where they're on the moon oh, together. Okay. Yeah. And they're on a moon over Geonosis. Where they become besties. Yep. Oh, thank you so much, Jimmy and Georgia. Good call, Jimmy and Georgia. Yeah, that was a good catch. A good catch. I knew it was recent. I knew it had to be. So anyhow, all right. Well, um, Riley, any 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 final thoughts from you, buddy, on on your takeaway? I know you'll be talking about this. Yeah, tons no, I'm just on... processing it, man. Um, I do think there. I do think there's. Here's the thing. I, I there's a different tone to it slightly, but I think it would be easy to be like, to to try to search for evidence. But I just, it, I, it's hard for me to help my just raw first reaction as it's just the music. I just absolutely love the use of the Imperial March and the way it's totally turned on its head mm-hmm. uh, to be this uh, towards the end, this sort of heroic riff. Uh, it's almost like it's it's like an Imperial uh, rock and roll suite, not an Imperial March, and I love it. Uh, and that's really what I, I need to parse the footage to actually kind of try to get what I can. Uh, absolute number one quote though is Donnie Yen's. Um, uh, it's just yeah. The will, that's all the I will of the say. force I'm quote. Super excited. The will, you're talking about the will of the force quote. Yes. Or I fight mm-hmm. the empire. Okay, so Donnie Yen is Chirrut. Right. Yes. All right, see, let's talk. Let's let's use the character names, guys, so I can learn them. For, I know. So that so the heirs so doesn't do. so the heirs doesn't keep calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> that and also I, I called the, you out one time. It's enough. <laughs> also, uh, side jag the uh, the U wing is totally a rip off of the B one Lancer. Look it up, guys. It's great. It's an old World War, uh, well, old Cold War era uh, adjustable wing aircraft that we used for like three years and then stopped. It's amazing. So Air Force nerdery right there. B one Lancer. We don't call really them cool. ripoffs, Riley. Yeah, we, it's we, called inspired. By. Yeah, it's inspired <laughs> by. Yes. Inspired it's by. Hey. It's Pang Homage. Pang Homage are inspired by. Okay, excellent. All right, man. Have a good... Thanks, Riley. Everyone check out StarWarsReport.com. Absolutely. Talk to you soon, man. All right, see ya. Bye. Oh, man. Well, guys, um, I'm I'm at that point where I'm like, I just keep watching it. And like, I just... the, 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 the shuttles, the Imperial shuttles that have the four wings instead of two wings mm-hmm. that I'm seeing. Yep. Um, That's to carry bigger loads. Is that what that is? That's my guess. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, if they're carrying supplies or, you know, mm-hmm. materials for construction. You know, well, might they... put all that duracrete and plastisteel into something. Yeah. Also, I'm just wondering, might they be... On that, uh, you know, with, on that shot of that planet, might they be evacuating all their necessary personnel? Possibly. That too. To come staff the Death Star. Yeah. So the, these are the stormtroopers on the Death Star then? Could be. From that planet when we see it in A New Hope. Yeah. Or it could be people that they're taking, slaving as like workers to build So these them. are the people that get blown up in the Death Star? Possibly. Hmm. Just throwing out ideas. Sure, sure. I mean, I'm I'm with you. It um, could be their craft services shuttles. You know, it's got the the buffets in there. All the stormtroopers <laughs> like feed in, get their Nerf steaks and their Nerf nuggets. Sit down. They got the Tootle Fruits plan. Oh no, not the Tootle Fruits. 
They've got some therapy Ewoks in there. Oh, no, they're not. Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Now, here, I got a question. No. Are they going to play, in your opinion, the Imperial March? Or are they going to play the old Imperial music from A New Hope? I think they will play the Imperial March. Erish? I, you know, I think that's a really interesting question. Um, they may play some version of it. You know, you might get like little hints and, you know, beats from it and stuff. I don't know that we're going to just outright get it. Oh, when Vader shows up, we will. Yeah, they will do that. And then, and then what they'll do is, is they'll use some of that older, they'll use some of the stuff from, from the original Star Wars, that Imperial theme. I do too. I think they should. I, I think they should stay away from the Imperial March altogether. I hope I would um, like for them to, but I just I don't see how, in a world where they're also thinking about selling soundtracks and stuff, I don't see how they will. Yeah, they might blend the two together somehow. Yeah, I could see that, and I'm just you know, in look in a world but where, I mean, in our world, the Imperial March is everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the Olympics the other night, and there's the Imperial March playing in the background at one of the events. Mm-hmm. It's just mm. everywhere. You can't go to a football game now without hearing the Imperial March. I just think that it's almost at the point of oversaturation. Look, it was used in Rebels as an actual on like in world tune. Yeah, for yeah. Empire Day, it's it's yeah. like the Empire's national anthem. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean. Yeah. I think if they're going to use it, I'd like to see it used in a slightly different way. I agree. I agree. Well, I, I mean, like, in a world where the only Star Wars movie that does not have the Imperial March is the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that, because it's even in Anakin's theme. It's very understated, but it's there. It's there. And, 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 but that's a... That's, a clever way of using it. Agreed. And that's yeah. sort of the way that I'd like to see them use it in Rogue One if they're indeed going to use it. Yeah, not not the full blown march, but you could weave it into some things, make mm-hmm. it work with Vader. Yeah. Or if you do get it full blown, it's just full blown for like you know thirty seconds at like the key moment in the movie or something like that. Hmm. You know, when we first saw Star Wars, the the Star Destroyer looked white, and these Star Destroyers look white. Mm-hmm. They're being really faithful yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, even the uh, even the the Tie Fighter that that comes up is not that bluish color that we got in Empire, right? Um, or the grayish color that you know, the more gray color that we saw in uh, in uh, in Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, but I, remember too that those Tie Fighters were seen in space. Yeah, and this Tie Fighter we're seeing an atmosphere, right? But I'm saying that it's you know so light plays off of it differently and right. Stuff. But but the thing is, is like in the original Star Wars, those Tie Fighters look. This looks more along the lines of what we saw mm-hmm. in the original yeah, Star Wars than than yeah. because when you get to Empire, those Tie Fighters have a kind of a blue hue to them. Those Tie Bombers. Right and uh, and then in Jedi they go back to a little bit darker gray, but this yeah this looks I, I mean I think they're going a long way to be faithful to that that style from Star Wars. I just think visually like everything that I'm seeing just screams Star Wars to me. It's got me re- 
really excited to see this. I like this more gritty look to it. I want to see like a cool Star Wars war movie. Mm-hmm. Well, well, this is it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a you got a rocket launcher to the face of an ad hat for crying out loud. <laughs> yes, and he turns his face like it like it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I love that move. Well, I don't. I think it just kind of knocks it to the side, right? Yeah, uh, like, I don't. Maybe. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. I like the time. Like it, you think it's going to hit. Like I think it shows the immensity of of the of the size of the ad hat because, yeah. To me, my perception is when I think it should have made contact, it hadn't yet. You yeah. know, like a sec, well, I, like a split second before. That, now that's an ATACT, which mm-hmm. is a new ADAT. It's the All Train Armored Cargo Transport, mm-hmm. and I do believe it is a slightly larger model than the ADAT that we've come to know from Hoth and from from uh, Endor. Right. Oh, I thought um, it was the same, but it was just different on the the turtle shell. I, that it was part empty for cargo, but I could be wrong. I'm just assuming. I, no, they're I, I calling it. Re, I could be wrong too. I no, just, it's I it's definitely. Like they're they're saying I can't tell you the differences, but they're saying it's a completely different design. Okay. Um, and uh, well, not completely, but you know what I mean. Like it, it's definitely a different design than what we see on Hoth. The head and, looks thicker. And Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's more it's more along the lines of uh, what we've seen in Rebels. You know, yeah. apparently those aren't necessarily ADATs, but yeah, that's why they're the ATACT, and they may not have the armament of an ADAT. You know, it may be that the the ADAT's armor is stronger, and that's why they don't just use rocket launchers on them on Hoth. Well, it doesn't even knock the gun off. It doesn't even knock it off. You're right. That's what knocks his head sideways. Yeah, it's still an awesome shot. I mean, don't look. Yeah. Let's not take away from it, guys. No, but it is awesome. <laughs> Let's not let's not take away from how awesome it is to watch someone with a bazooka on their shoulder shoot an well, at in the face. And you know, R- R- Riley made the comparison to the uh, to the, the plane earlier. I mean, that is that's like a scene like right out of Band of Brothers or you know Saving Private Ryan. You know, where the you know World War Two the guys like firing the bazooka at like you know a Panzer tank or something like that. And it just like mm-hmm. basically ricochets off and doesn't do anything. Mm. Like in Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So <laughs> I thought I lost you. <laughs> just I thought I lost you, boy. Just go stick a rock in its in its barrel and you'll be a, and you'll be good to go. Classic move, classic move. Oh man. Well, fellas, uh I think I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. Shaz, thanks for, for jumping on with us, buddy. Oh, thanks for calling, man. Yeah, apparently you're the nicest guy on podcast, and I saw someone say Well, that was earlier before <laughs> I started hacking on you. Okay. <laughs> well, I was just saying that, you know, it been it was said in the chat, and I took note, and I took it to heart. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, Irish, are you coming down to SteveCon? When is SteveCon? We don't know, but we know where. We Yeah, we're going to go to the, what's the flat, what's the name Flashback of the Flashback Games Retro Arcade. Down in Loganville, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Cool place. Well, give me some heads up. Maybe I can make it down. Steve. For it. Steve Con. Yeah. Well, we'll. Yeah. Look, we'll give Steve you. We'll, we'll let you in. We'll. We'll give. Uh, Con. Yeah. We'll give Del Rey a table for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'll. Uh, I'll bring a therapy Ewok for you. Sometime. Oh, don't even. Oh gosh. All right. And, and if our good friend Jimmy Max is going to be there, I'll arrange to have the Tootle Fruits play. For those of you wondering. In in the latest edition of the Star Wars novels, Aftermath, Life Debt, 
They there is a and I abused Eric's friendship on this. I actually texted him and said, what in the world? <laughs> I get a text from him that's like, so I'm listening to Life Debt. Did I just hear them say therapy Ewok? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it's, it's just mentioned the one time, move along, you know. And it turned into basically like 15 minutes of us texting back and forth about therapy Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, and I said, I'm going to start Pete. People for the ethical treatment of Ewoks. <laughs> I got to cut that commercial. So, but they're volunteering themselves. They does not, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't. The they rev- feel they feel like they have to give back after Endor was saved from the Imperials, and this is their way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's only a few of them. It's not the whole Bright Tree Village tribe. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I like warrior Ewoks, mm-hmm. the Andorians. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Not, not, oh, okay, we'll come love you. Um, <laughs> please, cut, pet my head. I want you to pet my head. It'll make yeah, me feel better. Cute but deadly. Oh, man. Well, all right. Well, Shaz, Techno Retro Dads drops on Mondays, correct? Mondays. Mondays. Right. And check out the latest episode that dropped this past Monday. With the yours truly, talking some Transformers. Oh, it's a great episode. Transformers, the movie. It was good times, good stuff. So, uh, Erish, thank you, buddy, for hanging with me all night and explaining Olympics to me. Yes, oh, sir. sorry. Hi, Erish. I didn't even say hi. Hello, sir. How are you? All right, you? bye. All right, y'all get this out of the way. My God. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Anytime tra- you need somebody to rain delay with you. You know, well, happy yes, sir. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. It was a good time. So we will catch you guys on on the flip side. And I'll just cl- I'll hang up with you guys and I'll close everything out on this end. Thanks, Dave. All right. Real quick, plugs yes. from Mile High Tundra. A new episode coming. Yes, Before sir. Tomorrow night should hopefully have it up next week. All right. F- place for Broncos and Packers fanboy talk. And the rest of the NFL kind of gets and mentioned. With a biased point of view. There you go. <laughs> And I'm watching my Broncos' first preseason game right now as we speak. Well, all right. Well, guys, thanks so much. We'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, good night. All right, see ya. All right, thanks to Eric Chernevice. Thanks to Shaz Bazaar. Thanks to Teresa Delgado. Thanks to uh, Riley Blanton for stepping in with us. Thanks to you guys who have joined us in the chat and uh, been a part of what's going on tonight as we waited and watched for the Rogue One trailer. And what a trailer it was. So much classic imagery, so much classic music. We will be breaking this thing down uh, bit by bit, along and along. And man, I can't wait to see this on the big screen. And this is me turning a big corner on this kind of thing. So uh, I'll admit it. I'll be the first to admit that Rogue One didn't quite have have me captured. But now this imagery and the things we're seeing really has... If you want to support the shows, and I should have said this multiple times during the middle of things, don't leave. I'm going to tell a joke, so don't tune out. I've still got a joke to tell. If you want to support the shows, you can do so by using the links uh, to Amazon.com at GeekOutOnline.com and GeekOutPodcast.com. Do your shopping like you normally would, but just click those links to take you there. Also, right now, headed into this weekend, ThinkGeek.com is celebrating their 17th anniversary, and they've got 40 to 60% off selected items all over the site. I know sometimes that stuff can get pretty expensive, but they've got some great items for sale right now. Uh, so hit them up. Use the links you can find at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. If you want to support the shows directly, 
We encourage you to do so uh, at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. This weekend we'll be having our first uh, ever Google Hangout with Patreon supporters of the right level, so hopefully everyone that supports us at the right level can join in and we'll have a good time just discussing whatever we're geeking out about right now. I've got a bunch of other stuff I'm geeking out about. All right, as promised, here is uh, your joke. Three rebel soldiers walked into a bar. The fourth one ducked. I feel bad for that, but the email is geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. The website is geekoutpodcast.com. You'll find all the Goldiverse shows there. Follow us on Twitter at geekoutloud. I'm at Steve Glosson. Uh, Erish is at Darth underscore Duff. Riley is at the Riley guy. Shaz Bazaar, I believe, is at Shaz Bazaar. Uh, that's three Z's in there. Figure out where they go on the Twitter. And uh, I'm at Steve Glosson. So thank you so much for joining us. Follow us there, facebook.com slash geekoutloud. Until next time. I got no catchphrase other than we'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. May the force be with you all. <laughs> <laughs>